Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soccer, Soccer Crush. Um, we survived Rivalry Week, and no matter if your team won or lost, there's some love for you over on our Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. We have polls and thirsty pictures and clever threads and witty banter and not so witty banter, social justice causes. Um, it's a fun place to uh, show your Soccer Crush support. Another way is by liking and subscribing and rating our podcast wherever you get them. We really couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't want to. And we love you more than we love shirtless pictures of Olivier Giroux, which is a lot. That's a lot. Almost. (laughs) Almost as much. (laughs) I've been killing it on Instagram lately. A lot for my Yeah, summer's, summer's fun for soccer crush pictures. Yeah, for sure. We should do shirtless Olivier Giroux thread. I mean, coming to Twitter better, you. better than shirtless Mason Mount. Oh. <laughs> Poor <Someone>. Mason. <laughs> I get a little bit of kudos. I scheduled an entire week of Crush of the Week and posted zero pictures of Mason Mount. And now my entire week of Crush of the Week will be all Mason Mount. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> I have a rapid fire. Do all right. You, you I, rapid fire? Yes, I do. I want to hear it. So last week, Trisha, you asked us, I think it was you asked which Disney character we would want to be. I'm going to say which Marvel character would you want to be? Scarlet Witch. Ooh, that's a good answer. No hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel. Ooh, that's a good one. I love her. Also no hesitation. Yeah. I would want to be Thor. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's a fantastic choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you cannot go wrong there. Why not? <laughs> um, I don't have I a don't rapid have fire. One. I'm the only one. Usually it's the other way around. <laughs> Where you guys are prepared and I am not. We are so unprepared for everything today. We leave in like less, in like 12 hours for Chelsea and we are very unprepared. To be fair, I have two headlines. Oh, that's impressive. I. They're very important. Do not. But we can (laughs) jump into those because mine's funny. Yeah, yours is funny. You go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so Man City, I guess they're training in Tejas. Don't know why. but Yes. I don't know. It's so hot. So dumb. Like, I'm assuming hired this British gentleman to compliment players and coaches as they walked in. And it was absolutely hilarious. They told Jack Grealish he was symmetrical. And Abby had some thoughts about that. Uh. (laughs) Jack Grealish doesn't know what the word symmetrical means, and I could see the confusion on his face. But he is my favorite himbo. He is dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Jess sent that to me today. And despite my, like, loathing Man City, I did say the video is very funny. It was delightful. Because it wasn't Man City doing anything. Right, you could right. have like tossed in any player and it would have been great. It made me think of these people on TikTok who do, um, they do like nice cat calling on the streets. They like have a megaphone and they say things like, you look like you know how to balance your textbook, honey. Like things like that. Like, yes. girl, you're so cool. I bet you recycle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty entertaining. <laughs> Well, um, my headline is that um, the man who looks the most adorable in a bucket hat has been suspended for 
three notches, which is is so dumb. And he's going to miss Trashville, and I am devastated. And that's three games. My captain, Lucho Acosta. Devastated. He's short. Yeah. So apparently it was for like touching the ref, but Lucho commented on something and said the ref was standing on his foot and he was trying to get him to move. I was like, that's amazing. His presence on Twitter during all of this has been really funny. Unbridled, yes. Part of the free Lucho movement. Yes, he is. He is. is. Yeah, it makes me love him even more. Same here. Um, I think that is a ridiculous. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Like for what? It is three. It is. He's adorable. I just think they're so inconsistent about those yeah, things. They really so are. Just really dumb. So and it I'd like to knock him out right before hell is real, and then Nashville. Like it's just I don't know. It just it's sus. I would like to add. It is sus. Uh, fuck Nashville. Just in this episode, yeah. I feel like yeah. I try to get one in every episode, and this is just the one. We've got to. I mean, we play them on Saturday. They're Trashville. I'm gonna say it's a conspiracy theory, and you can quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Where's Jonah when you need him? <laughs> Probably still recording in his car in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first episode ever where I made Jess listen to it with me on the ride back from Columbus. And at one point she looked at me and I was like, yeah, I'm ready for music. <laughs> I like, I, you know, I love Knifey Lion, but I was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you guys, I have two really fantastic headlines. The first Ooh. one is... Jose Mourinho shows off his new Champions League, Europa League, and Europa Conference League tattoo. Quote, I wanted a unique tattoo, one that so far I'm the only one who can have it. I swear to God. I haven't seen it. (laughs) It's amazing. He's hilarious. He he did it. He did it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. With all the money he has. He could have gotten a better tattoo artist. That's the best he could buy. We, yeah, we will have to post this because it is just too ridiculous. I mean, that that's great, but <laughs> Melissa would have done a better job. It's a flex. I guess. And then my second headline, which I saw today, is Sam Kerr is the first woman on a FIFA cover. Good. So. Love it. Yeah. Uh, she is alongside uh, Mbappe for the FIFA 23 cover. And it's exciting because, you know. We love Sam Kerr. We need Snaps to for Sam Kerr. see that, you know, men and women can kill it. And I love it. So that's awesome. Right. Good headline. All right. Favorite matches since we have last recorded. None. Soccer's dumb. I'm over it. I uh, none. All right. Well, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Tactics. My favorite match was the Rowdies match for one to the lads to quote Mitchell. Hey, buddy. It was crazy. Very nice. There were lots of goals happening. Love that. Bangers all around. Still waiting for (laughs) Seba to to score the goal to tie the all-time and one more or two more to go above the all-time Rowdies goal. Yeah, just do it. We just do it. So I'm putting it out there. waiting for? Sebastian Guenzotti is going to have the most epic, hella amazing match coming soon. And he's just going to be unstoppable. What if it's your birthday match? Perfect. It'll Ooh. be doable and he can score 
11 hat tricks. And then we can disrespect the special sign. Perfect. <laughs> um, keeping that with USL, uh, Birmingham Legion beat Sacramento Republic 1-0. And it was mm-hmm. Sacramento Republic's first loss at home this season. So it was awesome. And Birmingham had three, or had three, had six yellow cards. Worth it. That is excessive. It was crazy. But, you know, maybe a rest up on someone's foot. Yeah. Probably. He probably doesn't see Lucho there. He tiny teeth. Yeah. The wee little one. Why is he getting punished for being small? It's discrimination. It really is. Mm -hmm. Who do we talk to about this? Haters going to hate. I don't know. Pat Newton apparently fired off about it in his post Hell is Real press conference. Good. Love him. I'm a big fan of him. Me too. You know what else I'm a big fan of? Tactic breaks. Tactic breaks. We got to go get ready for our guests, guys. Yeah, we do. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Who is it? I did. All right. We will be back. Welcome back, crushes. That was the most incredible tactics break that we've ever had. I know they say that every time, but this one really went above and beyond. I really got to show that I'm so much smarter than so many people with my tactical knowledge. <laughs> I feel like Beth learned so much in Columbus that she brought back. It did. It did. You know, I, we always sit by other fans that know a lot of tactics, so we always pick those up from folks. <laughs> and get your tactics notebooks ready because we have a new guest. Um, Katie Edelman is here with us. Um, she is the assistant coach of Xavier women's soccer team and is coming to us with a ton of soccer experience herself. And we can't wait to hear your soccer love story, Katie. Thank you so much for coming and, and hanging out and sharing. Of course, guys, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me and, um, excited to chat with you all and, uh, really looking forward to this. Well, we will get into like some really ridiculous rapid fire questions. <laughs> um, but first, could you share your soccer love story with us? Why, where did this start for you? What keeps you involved? What do you love most about it? Has it ever broken your heart? You know, all the good stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, well, thank you for asking about my story. I, I think like many other people, fell in love with it at a pretty young age, um, got into it as a kid and actually played a lot of different sports, um, soccer, basketball, softball. Um, those were the big three. And I had a bigger liking for softball and a bigger liking for basketball than I did, um, soccer when I was a kid. And I actually dreamed of going to UNC to play women's basketball, not women's soccer, (laughs) Um, and kind of quickly learned as I got closer to middle school that um, basketball, I was good at it. I played through high school, um, but like I think soccer was going to be my thing. Um, My dad kind of also shared with me that he thought I could go further in soccer. And so, um, you know, I took that to heart and set my mind on doing more soccer in my life um, and got serious with it um, and club stuff. Um, I think one thing that really took me into soccer more, um, I actually lost my dad when I was about to start high school. And so with that happening, you jump right into soccer fall season in Ohio um, because I'm from Cleveland and uh, you 
I don't know, you just kind of like, I'm sorry, dogs parking. <laughs> Usually it's my dog. So. <laughs> um, all right, I'll get back into it though. <laughs> um, but after everything happened with my dad, um, you know, getting into a high school season was like the best thing for me and getting to play soccer and um, the most exciting thing for me was that I got to play varsity soccer as a freshman. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And I got to do it with two of my very best friends. Um, and so, you know, that's where I, I first thought like I was playing high level soccer and it wasn't, but I took it super seriously and I loved it. Um, I think getting away from soccer though, in high school as well, and playing basketball every winter helped me to come back to soccer always. And like, my love was always there. Um, I wasn't recruited to colleges very heavily and I did have the dream of doing it. And so when the chance came, um, for an opportunity to play, like I jumped right on it. Um, and so I think through high school, it really grew, but then once I got the college opportunity, that's where, I mean, everything really fell into place. Um, I was very fortunate to get uh, the opportunity to go down and play at Miami of Ohio and had some amazing coaches there. Um, actually, I work for one of them now, uh, our head coach, Nate Lee. He coached me at Miami. Um, he also graduated from there and we played for the same head coach, which I think is really cool. Um, but, you know, we went through some ups and downs there and uh, had a losing season that we didn't go to the MAC um, tournament, which if you're not doing that, like you, you did not do very well, but then, um, had a, a season the fo following year where we went and won a Mac championship and advanced in the NCAA tournament. And so those kind of moments were what made me keep falling in love with the game. Um, so yeah, a little bit of heartbreak, but, uh, following that, getting kind of like the biggest wins that you can at that level, I think were really fun. And so um, I had graduated college after that and, and decided that I was maybe going to go to art therapy school. I got into school and um, I decided the week that I needed to accept or not to decline. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and Oddly enough, I got a phone call to go back to Miami and use my fifth year. But if you use a fifth year, you have to use it in another sport. And so um, I went and played basketball. So I got to use my basketball background and use that in college. And so it gave me a chance to see a different college program. And that's where I think the coaching piece came in, where I you know, was curious how people do things differently with different teams. Um, and so that's where I actually got a master's in sports psychology and decided, okay, I want to coach. Um, and with that was able to go back to the team that I played with a year after uh, playing basketball and then had some really cool experiences after that, got to go to Ohio state and see some really high level stuff, be around some players that are, playing with their national team now and in the NWSL and loved that. I think, again, my tactics brain like grew a ton in that experience. And so I was like, wow, if I only knew this as a player, like I wish 
I wish I knew this because I could have been a better player, but it just, it takes time. Um, and so, you know, with that, just kind of kept going along, um, was able to get my first full-time experience at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, and really grateful for that. Had a wonderful time there. Um, two years of heartbreak, though, lost in the MAC championship twice. So oh, no. um, really fun to get there. Um, but then with that, was able to make the jump this past year to Xavier and work with Nate, who inspired me a lot to get into coaching, I think, because of the experience that he gave me in college. And so um, to me, Nate's always been a winner. And I have had just a dream of working with him on this side of things. And so with coming here last year, and then it was just a whirlwind of a season with 16 wins and winning a Big East championship and hosting an NCAA game. And so those, I think those are the moments and, you know, that's what everyone plays for and works for. And so getting a taste of that again was a lot of fun. And I think continues to just fuel my fire for this uh, job. I mean, how can it not after all of that work and, you know, experiencing so many different kinds of success in your soccer love story that's very exciting like Kitty, you're unstoppable like let's go win it all now like if anybody's gonna do it (laughs) oh well thanks there's definitely that dream there I think for sure um it takes a lot I can tell like when people make it far in the tournament I mean it's impressive that they do it um you know I think we we dream of it at Xavier I hope we can make it happen soon um yeah that's yes that's our soccer crush dream it's just Xavier women's soccer. That's it. Yep. We will, that we will become exclusively a Xavier podcast. All right. I'm seeing your you see that. That. Yeah, that's yeah, totally. We like to wear blue. <laughs> we do. Wow. Some of us do. Oh yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, I was referring to FC Cincinnati. Not oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll wear blue for them. Um, <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> I think one of the most awesome perspectives of your story, and and something that I think that we miss a lot is we talk about professional players, and we kind of miss that up and coming experience, and we don't talk about it enough. Um, you know, the the people that you are watching play in college that's who's that's who's signing to NWSL or USL or you know MLS contracts so it really does start very organically at a kind of a homegrown level I mean you have a very Ohio interwoven story and don't go anywhere else this is the best state for soccer I'm convinced there's no better place (laughs) to come play soccer than Ohio um and especially Cincinnati with, you know, Aubrey Bledsoe and, and Rose Lavelle. And that's that's awesome. I, I can't wait for us to have a women's team. And I, I know it's coming. It, it has to. Um, but we don't talk about that experience enough, um, mm-hmm. that high school experience or, or that college experience. And really, that's that's your next level when you're in college, when you're at the Ohio State. And that's where you're, you're learning your game. So for you to take all of that and and bring it here to Cincinnati, I think is, is special. And thank you. Cause that's, you know, we don't talk about it ever. 
We're right. just like, oh, they won this match and, you know, this is great. Or, oh, they have a losing season. And and there's so much talent at like yeah. local colleges. So I think it's really great when the community can get out there, learn more about it and go to support and see that there's a lot of talent there. It's so much fun to watch. I've always loved college sports a little bit more than professional sports because I feel like not necessarily they're better, but I feel like there's more on the line. So you see a lot more heart. And I really like seeing those stories and, you know, being able to watch these players and be like, oh, hey, look at them. And then when they play professional, it's like, hey, I knew them. You like watch them grow up a little bit. (laughs) So I like the community that college sports build. Like Brianna Pinto at UNC. And, you know, like for me, I love Zierra King. Like I love Zierra King. And she went through, she did track and she obviously played soccer at um, North Carolina State. And that's, you know, it's a relatively smaller school. It's not a Big Ten school. And to see her doing so well with OL Reign, it just, you know, there are success stories hiding everywhere. And we have to go support them at these levels. So, yeah. And, I, you know, to your point about like the heart or the passion that players have in college, I do think that. Um, you find it there because people are able to to get this pride for their school um, and to mm-hmm. go out and to play and um, just all the work that goes into it. Obviously, it happens at the pro level, but it's it's just different mm-hmm. in college. And so, um, yeah, I think when our because we're kind of in at the hill at Xavier, um, when our hill on both sides fills up, I mean, it's just electric. Um, and so it's a lot of fun to be a part of. And I think it's a good experience for, you know, players, coaches, fans. Um, and so, yeah, we really love it. Wow. Well, we will be there. Yes. Great. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you like now to tackle some of these ridiculous questions that we have for you and there are no wrong answers here there's one wrong answer <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully I, I think we'll be fine there okay. uh first question is there a match you wish you could have watched in person um you know I'm thinking more recent and I think it's probably that women's game um Real Madrid at Barcelona with the new biggest crowd. That was Um, crazy. I mean, that place had to be just absolutely on fire. So I I think that's probably my latest game. That would have been a fun one to be at in person. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, If you had the power to change, add, or remove any soccer rule, what would you change, add, or remove? Ooh. So I played um, arena indoor soccer this past winter and there's power plays. Um, and so like, if you get a blue card, you have to, it's kind of like hockey. I was going to say, that's to, like a hockey thing. Yes. Yes. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, adding it to the 11s game, I Maybe it would bring more scoring into the game. Um, but just to have played in in that kind of environment where 
you have a power play and there's a new tactic of like, okay, we're numbers up or we're numbers down. And this is how we're going to try to score or keep the other team from scoring. Um, I think that might be something I, I would vote to add and see what it's like. I would be down for that chaos. Yeah. It's chaos. That, we always choose One chaos. of my first questions. Um, I am, I've only watched soccer for four or five Mm -hmm. years. So still relatively new here. And one of my first questions was because I related it to hockey Mm -hmm. um, because I was a Miami hockey fan. Um, Why can't you pull your goalie and put somebody else out? Like, I was like, can you do that? No, but I am here for that kind of chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think that would be awesome. That actually also happens in the indoor arena stuff. Sometimes, like if you're goal down, that you would pull your goalkeeper. So yeah, <laughs> really fun. <laughs> yeah, you might have to check out some indoor arena soccer. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, who do you think has the best mascot? Mm. I think my mind actually goes to um, because it's been talked about recently with some recruits I've been talking to is Xavier's Blue Blob. Um, I think it's pretty funny and cute and it's been featured in some commercials, which is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, when I was asked about the blue blob recently, I had to do some research because I didn't really know how he developed. And so knowing now that the musketeer was a little scary for children. And so they had to do something a little more friendly. That's that's where the blue blob came from. That's cute. (laughs) cute. I'm a fan. Yeah. Love it. Who is one of your favorite people that you've met through soccer that you wouldn't have met otherwise? Um, I would go with probably my head college soccer coach, Um, who's retired now, but his name is Bobby Kramig and he coached at Miami 35 or 36 years, uh, started with the men. And then when they brought on a women's program, he's kind of did both briefly, but switched over to the women. And unfortunately they got rid of the men's program at Miami, but um, just the most like down to earth person, caring person like really good manager of a team and at the college level and I think even at the professional level but like being able to manage a team and personalities and you know I've I've actually been reading um the culture code talent code uh culture um and they were talking about Greg Popovich and the way that he managed his team. But I think being able to manage a team as a coach and the personalities and some of it is certainly tactics, but if you can rally a group of people, um, which I think he did really well. And um, I think we, we kind of bring that into what we do at Xavier. Um, I just think it's fun to play in that environment. Um, And it's really fun to be a part of and you buy into it and you invest Um, but he kind of taught me like what that means and, um, to take care of people that work for you and like, do what you can for them. Um, but he always had just like funny sayings that he would say to us as players and then me as a coach, um, and someone I just still continue to stay in touch with and means the world to me. Um, and so I think without college Miami soccer, there's no way I would have met him. He sounds like he has the Ted Lasso effect. Yeah, 
I think I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, especially you're like his sayings. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. So you were describing Ted Lasso right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, if you could see any two players play together, who would it be? And there are no rules. Oh, wow. Um, any two players. Um, no, I think I'm going to have to go with Zlatan Ibrahimovic and... I'd probably also pull in maybe Tobin Heath. You're speaking to her heart right now. That is (laughs) a fan favorite. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the, the setup is there with Tobin and it could, it could go either way, but like what she could do on the wing and then like his finishing ability in the middle, I would love to see it. Magic. Tobin be very entertaining. I'm so happy. She, <laughs> she's playing again for the rain like just yesterday yes glad to have her back in WSL love it if your soccer crush offered to take you to dinner where are you going and what are you ordering mm. um had a great dinner here in Cincinnati this past winter at a pretty fancy spot um the precinct Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) And I think I would just go with the filet, maybe add some seafood to it, but certainly just a medium rare filet for sure. That is such a solid choice. It is. We just went there for the first time for my sister's birthday. I had my parents were out of town and usually we all go out to dinner, but I had a gift card and um, I was like, let's, let's go for your birthday. So. Yeah, it's delicious. Cool delicious. Yeah. You definitely need your soccer crush to pay for it, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mo can afford, afford it. it Mo can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts and podcasts? Um, I like on uh, Twitter. Um, I'll look at like the tactical pad type accounts where it's cool now with the graphics and players or dots moving to kind of show um, ways of a training session or how to play um, in a certain shape. Um, There's a guy named Chris Henderson that also follows the NWSL and college soccer, and he puts out a ton of stuff, um, rankings, and I enjoy that for more the college side, but also the NWSL side. Um, And then he shares like people getting jobs in the college world, um, which is always just good gossip. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I like um, Kelly O'Hara's The Players Pod. Um, I recently was listening to her uh, and Jill Ellis, which was great. Um, and I think I've also picked up one recently, um, Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. And uh, it had a, some professional coaches in there, um, but just trying to hear different perspectives from around the world. And so that was useful and even like different age groups because it went down to youth coaching um, and then up to professional as well. So that one I really enjoyed. That is awesome. Um, I love Kelly O'Hara. We saw her after the NWSL championship, uh, we were staying at the same hotel as them. And we just saw her across the bar for 
And I was like, that's Kelly O'Hara. <laughs> I, I, can, I know it is. <laughs> After she had like scored the winning and championship goal, just yes. glowing in all her glory. <laughs> Did you wave to her or anything? Kind of. We walked by, we were like, we love you. it's like she had to know, <laughs> but like she was with her family. Yeah. So we didn't want to be like weird, but we, we were definitely wanna, like, fangirling. Interrupt, we were internally yeah. freaking out. Like, oh yes. my God, we're at the same hotel. It's the Washington spirit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. She's an incredible player. Love her. So smart. Um, Who would you trust to take a high stakes PK? That would definitely be Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Can't go wrong. choice. (laughs) (laughs) Which which coach would you like to get a drink of your choice with? I've been very curious about Emma Hayes uh, with Chelsea and like everything she's done there. So absolutely her. Yes, good answer. Oh, this is my favorite question. Which three soccer players do you want on your zombie apocalypse team? Ooh. Um, take a big goalkeeper, Neuer. Um, go with Abby Wambach. Always. Yeah, that should be badass. And uh, to help distract and like run away a little bit, I'll go with uh, Messi. Perfect. <laughs> um, I feel like this is what that's one of people's our favorite questions, yeah. and we get so many different answers yeah. for it. But I always feel like there's always a little overlap, and everybody's thinking like everybody's like, okay, we need somebody absolutely massive, <laughs> and like. I'm always going to pick Dr. Nadia Nadine. You need a doctor. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think anyone's ever picked Messi before, though. I love that. (laughs) Great idea. I mean, yeah, he's my favorite. I love him, but there might come a time when I have to sacrifice him. I'm not emotionally prepared to do that. I'm also not prepared to do that. Um, Have you read any soccer books? And if so, which are your favorites? Ooh, soccer books. Um, honestly, as of late, I haven't. Um, we did start a like library in our locker room at Xavier most recently. And so I've been pulling books from there. Um, they're more novels or like self-help kind of books. And so we're not necessarily giving them just soccer books because we feel like they get a ton from us. But I will say... Um, there's two books recently that I read and really enjoyed. Um, I think one for women in general, um, and young women, um, you are a badass was really good. Um, I think as far as, um, loving yourself and kind of being your best self and even like she talks about manifesting things in your life. Um, but I really liked that a lot. Um, and then one I'm also reading right now is give and take, Um, and just kind of talks about people in the professional world and how much you give in your job or not even your job, but like your life. Um, and then if you're take and are selfish. And so, um, the give part seems to be, uh, something that makes people the most successful. And so, you know, just trying to pull that into my life more and, and even in coaching, you know, you do a lot of that. And so, um, those 
I'm sorry, aren't soccer books, but two other books I've read recently. I think it's so important though, because it's such a balance that you have to, you have to play the mental game too. Like it's not just what you do on the pitch. It's, you know, there's a lot of internal part of this game that you have to constantly be working on too. And right. I think that totally counts. All right. (laughs) Soccer books. (laughs) Is there a match that you've played or watched or anything that you wish that you could relive? Yes. And I have two for you because I want to give you a played and I want to give you a watched. Um, my, and my play one would be in college um, NCAA tournament first round against Tennessee at Tennessee and um, beating them in overtime three, two. And, um, it was amazing. Um, we, uh, scored in the last, I think nine seconds of regulation to take it into overtime and then, um, scored in the first overtime and got to go on and play Duke, which they were just coming off a national championship loss the year before they had only lost one player. Actually, I think they came off a win. Um, but anyway, those guys were really fun to play, but beating Tennessee was amazing. Um, and then I think also actually the same year I studied abroad the summer before, and I did a sports trip and, um, we were there in May. I went to London. I went to Dublin while I was in London, um, entered the lottery for tickets to the champions league final and (laughs) had to go to Wembley and watched my now favorite team who is Bayern um, play Dortmund and beat them. And that was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever been a part of. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) That's so cool. I love that story. Jealous. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, both of it. Yeah. Like, first of Mm -hmm. all, being in Tennessee in those kinds of like odds. Yeah. yeah. Like, Mm hey, that's, but then. you just have incredible luck. You have a good luck. <laughs> <Just, laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I think so. Yeah. Let's go play lottery. Right yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, what is one player that used to be at your club that you would bring back in a second? Either coaching, just clubs you like to watch, mm. whatever your heart desires. Thinking of Iron now. Yeah. Um, David Alba leaving most recently and now winning again last year um with Real Madrid like he was I think really helpful at Bayern and so I miss Alaba a lot um I would bring him back in a heartbeat I feel you um which team has the best fan base Ooh. um at the college level most recently, I've been impressed with um, BYU. Okay. Those guys, so they have like their own, one, they have their own TV kind of broadcast, but I've never been there. I want to go, but their field's like set into the mountains and they fill everything up. And I mean, it's like 10 people deep sometimes on the sideline, just what they bring to their games. Um, and those guys 
they travel well. Like they came to us at Ohio State and I mean, they filled up like a whole section um, and they're from out West. And so I think they've been very impressive. And then, you know, they made till final four last year um, with the women's game. And so I think they're impressive. I think also just every time I ask people like who they like, I think a lot of people for English Premier League stuff, um, on the men's side, like it's either Liverpool or Man U. And so those are just constants I always hear. Do you have an opinion on who has the worst? Ooh, um, the worst. You can be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go with, I know they're a hometown team, and I may just have salt in the wounds, but, and my mom actually went there, but I'm going to go with um, Bowling Green, BG. Okay. There you go. I was going to say, if you, if you wanted to say FC Cincinnati, we'd say, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> like, you know That's fair. That's fair. We, yeah, that's fair too. <laughs> um, if you could watch any two teams play each other at any stadium in the world, who's playing and where? Hmm. I'll stay with the men's game and I think I'll go Bayern Real Madrid and with the history, I think I, I want to go to old Trafford. Pretty cool. Quite a match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Who is your favorite person or group of people to watch soccer with? I'm going to say my husband, actually. Um, not a soccer guy. When I met him, he liked it and he played FIFA and that was a, a point that got us to like, oh, we can do this together. Um, but ever since he's fallen in love with the game, um, actually just started, he's going to become a referee. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> so that's been um, cool to just watch him evolve over time. I even feel like he's gotten more into it. I mean, he does ESPN more than I do like the app and watching it. And so at times he's telling me way more, um, definitely on the men's side, I probably still know more on the women's side, but like he's gotten really into it. And, um, we have a lot of fun watching it. And with all the games that have even been going on right now with the Euro and tonight, big game, um, USA, mm -hmm. Canada, right yeah um so i'm gonna try to stay awake i know <laughs> it's just so late <laughs> yes agreed so yeah we've we've had a lot of fun and been able to go to some games some cool games in person like um when they brought the teams over the european teams over and played at the big stadiums the big football stadiums around the midwest and stuff we got to go do one of those and i would definitely pick him oh very nice I love soccer that's love always story. That's always how it happens is there's always somebody who knows about soccer and somebody who doesn't and then then you both fall in love yeah it becomes your obsession really? and then you start a podcast something like that <laughs> <laughs> there you go um if you could pick anyone to be on a match broadcast team who would it be Ooh. um I really enjoyed listening to Jill Ellis talk. So I think that in her soccer brain, um, I have loved watching the teams that she coached. So I think I'll go Jill Ellis. I think 
with some of the ridiculous things that comes out of Zlatan's mouth. The pair of them would be, yes, <laughs> that would be something. All right. I want that for every match. Yes. <laughs> I would love to hear Zlatan do that. Like he is hilarious. I do. He'd be like, that was very good, but Zlatan would do it. But he would yes. have to talk about himself. Yeah. Person, you know, Zlatan right? tried that once and Zlatan did it. Why could you not do it? Yes. Not <laughs> very true. Yeah. And I, I'll add one more. I'll add a third. Yeah. Um, I think a soccer crush when I was a little girl would be Mia Ham. So I'd add Mia Ham as well. She's so I still a crush. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of soccer crushes, our last question Who is your soccer crush? Oh, man. I feel like I have a lot um, men's and women's game. Um, You're, you came to the right place then because yeah. so do we. <laughs> Um, I think I'll go with Ashley Hatch, uh, upcoming player who I got to watch play in person in college when she was at BYU and, um, just all that she's already done in the NWSL and now getting time with the women's national team, unfortunately injury, not able to play this evening, but I think that she, um, is in a great spot to keep doing really well for both the NWSL and for the women's national team. Um, and she seems just like really down to earth and cool. Like I want to be a friend. So yeah, let's hang out Ashley. with her. Yeah. Like Ashley, if you're listening. Yeah, of course. Call us. Yeah. <laughs> hang out, you know, um, any other soccer crushes, any honorable mentions? Ooh, honorable mentions. Um, another young player recently out of college, Sophia Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and another kind of random, she was older, um, but Shay Groom, who plays for the Houston Dash. Um, they are killing it right now. I know. Yeah. yeah. They are killing it. Yeah. And I think mentioning the dash and then doing well, I have to give a shout out to Nichelle Prince, who I got to be with at Ohio State when she was there and has had a hat trick this season and I think is really doing well and I think could start for Canada tonight. She's been playing. So um, I would say definitely Nichelle is a, a crush that I've actually enjoyed being around and coaching. And so um, shout out, Nichelle. Go, Nichelle. Yeah, let's go ladies. (laughs) Ladies. That's our theory on women's soccer is that we just want everyone to win. Like it doesn't feel like (laughs) the same kind of animosity Mm -mm. in the men's game. I want all women to succeed. I don't want all men to succeed. (laughs) (laughs) Some men can have a little bit of success as a treat. Just (laughs) and put them on channels that I can access easily. Yes, please. You know. I do wish they would do more of that. I wish it were easier to access the women's game. Like this game tonight should be on a bro- like a broadcast network, like easy to access and yeah. stop relegating them to anything else. There is viewership. One of my other big complaints is in WSL scheduling, like having Tuesday night matches are so ridiculous. If you're not going to mm-hmm. do that for MLS, don't do that for NWSL. Like give us the same kind of energy, but. Yes. I digress. <laughs> That's a whole other Can't imagine that, you know, women's sport would be, you know, 
like second class here. Hmm. Hmm. Here we are breaking stereotypes. Interesting. <laughs> well, we're not, but you are. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about it. We just talk about it right here. <laughs> you are too. You have your own way of doing it. But um, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. What you do is, you know, revolutionary in its own right. Sports were not necessarily made for women and how dare us you know, love it and, you know, spend our <laughs> Take it over. energy. And so and you're making a space for yourself yeah. and showing, you know, other women coming up underneath you that if this is the route they want to take, they can do it and it's possible. And I can't wait to go to a Xavier women's soccer match. Yeah. And we'll let you know, and we'll come yeah. back down yeah. and do it. I will need pictures with the blue bob though. Yes. Like I will we definitely <laughs> on our way. <laughs> need that. Yes. Well, I actually put in a request to have the blue Bob come to a game because we have not. They, I mean, he's usually just at probably basketball games, maybe volleyball, but indoor sports, we need to bring the blob to some outdoor sports. So. Yes. yes. Bring that blob energy. We'll bring sign your petition. <laughs> bring blob energy. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, but this has been so much fun hanging out with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you to you three. I appreciate it. That's it for today, crushes. Thank you for hanging out with us. And a massive thank you to Katie for coming to hang out with us. Be sure to support her and the Xavier women's soccer team. It was a lot of fun. If you want to come hang out with us and share your soccer love story like Katie did, please DM us. And if you're going to DM us, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. We have so much fun content. Beth kills the Instagram game. Oh, thank you. And you can nominate a crush of the week as long as it is not Harry Kane. You can sign up for book club and, you know, hang around for tactics and nonsense. And of course, thank you for listening to Soccer Crush.